And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome aboard the Athletics Can't Wait Jets podcast, your nonstop shop for all things Jets with Tim McMaster, Zach Rosenblatt, and Marissa Dunn. Can't wait! Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Tim McMaster here along with the Athletics Jets reporter Zach Rosenblatt and our producer Marissa Dunn. This is an episode of goodbyes. We're saying goodbye to the Jets until training camp. We're saying goodbye to Marissa for longer than that. But the good news is the Jets and Marissa are both coming back. <laughs> and, and hopefully for the playoffs. So yeah. I mean... <laughs> Just checking in right, exactly. at, right when it matters. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like hop on the bandwagon right in January. <laughs> yeah, but this this will be Marissa's final episode before she goes on uh, maternity leave. So one more. We keep saying congratulations, but but again, but a couple, a couple more days. I, I'm very excited. Yes. Can't um, wait. Can't wait. <laughs> hey. Can't wait. Exactly. Uh, on this episode, though, we're going to talk about the Chuck Clark injury, the Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson relationship, which seems to be blossoming and uh, OTA standouts. Also, a lot more than that. Subscribe to YouTube if you haven't yet. I think we're getting closer to another milestone there. Um, give us a five star review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen uh, and click that thumbs up button on YouTube, too, if you are watching. Um Zach, Aaron Rodgers, social check in. This should become a, a segment on the show. Uh, <laughs> He was at the Tonys on Sunday. We didn't mention that he went to Wicked with mm -hmm. all the quarterbacks except Zach Wilson. Not sure why Zach wasn't invited to that, but but uh, were you at the Tonys? You you know he went to. <laughs> you've been to I some of the not. same great events as him. That's Did true. You make it to the Tonys? He also he also went to Ed Sheeran at a uh, MetLife, so he's just hitting all the all the spots around town while he's. I think he's probably back in Malibu by now. But uh, yeah, I was not at the Tonys. I'm not a big Broadway guy. I I like like. The, like the plays i don't like musicals like musicals i can just never really liked. yeah i don't know oh. I, I never I went liked to a musical music. this weekend actually wow look at you yeah. um, what did you see uh new york new york oh very uh, nice the new, new one i love I know, something musical. about something about musicals like i just can never like when they just start breaking out in song in the middle of like a scene i just like i can't you seen like, hamilton get along i haven't seen hamilton actually. i feel like what? hamilton's the it. musical for i know people i know who don't like musicals yeah for oh. sure and i did like yeah. the movie la la land i would say okay Okay. Wow, that's kind of traditionally yeah. musical-ish. <laughs> yeah, there's good acting in there. It was fun. I don't know. <laughs> Michael is not a fan of musicals either, so we have this um, debate very often. But 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 house. I do like I do like just dramatic plays. Like I saw one. I think it was the Fences one with uh, Denzel Washington and Viola Davis. I saw that live. That was pretty cool. Okay. Nice. So that there kind of go. stuff. Yeah. But not at the Tonys. <laughs> yeah. Not at the yeah. Anyway, I was not at the Tonys. I you, you know that. They, I knew that they were showing him a lot on camera because I got like texts from like my mom being like, uh, Aaron Rodgers at the Tonys. Did you know about this? <laughs> <laughs> CJ Uzama just like nobody's acknowledging that he's there with him and he's the reason why he was there. I think that CJ yeah. brought him with because CJ produced a play last year, I think called Ain't No Mo. Oh, um, yeah. He's a big Broadway guy, CJ. So uh, it seems um, like they're you... pretty close. Yeah, it does seem like they've developed a, a friendship because they CJ was at the 
the wicked also. Um, yeah, he was the only non-quarterback at wicked. Yeah. CJ like has the, he, I don't know. He kind of has the personality of someone that um, like, he's very like over the top and like dramatic. So kind of like, not dramatic, but he's like, I don't know. He's got like a big personality and it's very, it's very funny to me. And so like, if, if I was going to guess like who would be the most likely to love Broadway, I think CJ would be near the top of the list. I would, what, I don't know if I would have expected Aaron Rodgers, but um, yeah. he's a very diverse, uh, diversely, uh, he has a lot of diverse interests between music and plays. And I think he drugs. just wants to do as much as he possibly can in yeah. while living here. Right. I feel like, like yeah. we got to get him the like I heart New York shirt at this point. Too. Mm. You know, oh yeah. Like the, the, and like a Yankee, and like a Yankees hat. Yeah. Just yes. like the, <laughs> exactly. If they, if they still had those advertisements, the I love New York, he'd be like the guy at the end. Yes, definitely. <laughs> he, what he needs to do is take a photo at Joe's pizza and post it. And then he'll be, then it'll be gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's get to the on the field action with the Jets. And we'll start with the bad news, which is uh, this broke yesterday. Chuck Clark, serious knee injury. Um, no more details than that at this point, right, Zach? Still waiting on official yeah, tests as we record. Yeah, there's a second opinion. I'm not positive when that'll be, but yeah, I reported yesterday that uh, he's believed he suffered a serious injury. I believe it was in practice. Um, I don't want to go into like, like I've heard what it might've been like in terms of like the specific injury, but I, I can't say that with a hundred percent certainty, but I, I just know that um, it's believed to be serious and that it'd be kind of surprising if he winds up playing this year, unfortunately, which, you know, when we're going to get into Adrian Amos side of this stuff, I think when he was signed, I think the initial reaction was, Oh, now they have great depth at safety. Like it makes a lot of sense. Got him at a good price. Now you think, Oh, okay. They had to replace Chuck Clark. Um, and you, you feel bad for the guy, you know, he's, he's still only 28 is a guy. He's a guy that hadn't even missed a snap. I think in like four years or something crazy wow. like that. Like he had an Ironman streak going and of course he comes to the jets and yeah. <laughs> doesn't even play a snap before he gets hurt. But, uh, Injuries you know, the, this the time of year are just brutal. brutal. I brutal. mean, it really like Especially because really it's non-contact, feel... non-contact yeah. practices, no pads. Like, yeah. um, you feel really bad for those guys. I guess the positive would be that he'll recover quicker and in theory should be good to go for like next season. Or, you know, right. if it goes really well, if they make the playoffs or whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, you feel bad for the guy that they were very excited to have him. He talked pretty openly about how he wanted to get out of Baltimore because he didn't really like, you know, the way he was treated over there. And he wanted to they didn't think he didn't think he was going to start there. So that's why he came here. The, the coaches were raving about his IQ and how he's fitting in. I think he's going to be a leader for this team pretty quickly. Uh, and so you lose him and now you have to bring in another guy who's 30 years old and uh, I think is a solid player. But um yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't say it's a devastating loss. It's it's devastating for Chuck. I don't think this will, you know, the, the the Jets Super Bowl hopes aren't really changing after this injury. But um, Chuck was a pretty clear upgrade over Lamarcus Joyner, uh, and now they, you know, maybe something good will come out of the second opinion. But I, I don't think anybody's particularly optimistic. Yeah, and they just gave up a you know a late twenty twenty four draft pick um, to the yeah. Ravens for him. And, it, and it's interesting, uh, Amos, who they signed Tuesday. It sounds like it was kind of like he was talking to the Ravens too, um, but obviously a bigger opportunity with the Jets with this injury, where he's he'll be the uh, the odds-on guy to start um, next to Jordan Whitehead. But he is another Green Bay Packer. <laughs> yeah, he, another one. I, I believe he might have been a captain for the Packers too, so I'm sure he and Aaron spent a lot of time uh, together. But I don't think the Aaron Rodgers factor had necessarily anything to do with this. Maybe they went to Aaron and be like, "Hey, what do you think, Adrian?" Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, you know, he'd visited with the Ravens twice. I think they were only going to make him the third safety and the money wasn't as good. He was also considering going back to the Packers. 
but the jet then the jets came in i don't know exactly what day they came with the offer but it was recent uh because the he the thought was he was going to be a raven or a packer and then the jets came in with their offer of one year up to four million obviously the opportunity to start he's with aaron Rodgers, chance to compete for a super bowl i'd say the jets probably have a better chance at the super bowl than the packers certainly and and i'd argue the ravens but you know you could debate about that if you want but uh yeah so he I, you know he's on the decline i think as of a couple of years ago he was viewed as one of the best safeties in the nfl last year was probably his worst year if you look you know at his pff grades and how he how he looked on the field especially in coverage he used to be one of the best coverage safeties in the league as recently as two years ago um was not as good in that area last year he might not be asked to do as much in this defense because they have such good cornerbacks. Um, Packers do too, but I think the Jets' corners are better. Uh, they have good nickel corner, Michael Carter the second, Jordan Whitehead and Adrian Amos, I think should complement each other a little bit better than Chuck Clark and, and Whitehead did. Uh, it's not ideal that they had to go this route, but I, I think Amos is an upgrade over LaMarcus Joyner as well, and I, I think they're still in a good spot. I think you saw last year, you know, this defense was top five without really good safety play. So if you can just get two solid guys in there, you feel good. They feel better about how Jordan Whitehead's going to look in year two. Uh, they like Amos, and then they're going to try and develop, whether it's Tony Adams, Jarek Bernard Converse, or one of those undrafted rookies like Trey Dean or uh, the guy from Texas Tech, I think Marquise Waters, I think is his name. One of those guys maybe emerges as like a developmental guy. But, yeah, they I think they still feel good about this group, but maybe slightly less good than they did a week ago. Yeah, you mentioned the you know the cornerback position is so strong, and then the defensive front too, um, which is you would assume yeah. going to put plenty of pressure on the quarterback, and all of that helps make the safety you can get by with what you have. So yeah, I agree. Not 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 a huge big picture injury, but obviously you know thoughts go out to Chuck Clark. Any serious injury like that just stinks. Um, yeah. All right, let's move on to Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson, who we usually lead with one or the other. But we're going to talk <laughs> about them together because, man, the love fest is underway between these two guys throughout the OTAs. Um, they've both kind of said all the right things. You expect it from Rodgers, right? He's the guy. And then yeah. he has he has this youngster who already looks up to him before he even got here. Yeah. He knew that. Um, but on the Zach side, let's focus there quickly because he has said all the right things and it doesn't seem like it's fake. It seems pretty genuine that he is. I think the one thing that the one quote that stood out to me, that was maybe also a shot at last year's, you know, offensive coaching staff <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, was, I, that, yeah. I feel like every day there's so much to learn it's like every day, wow, I just learned 10 different things about the quarterback position, which that that felt like he's saying really nice things about Aaron and the current coaching staff. But maybe there's a there's a backhanded shot in there. Well, he took more direct shots, I would say, <laughs> okay. at the staff. We can get into that in a minute. But yeah, um, yeah, you know, that was our first time talking to Zach since his exit interview when he had the, the famous now famous quote of I'm going to make whoever they get life hell and practice every day, which Rogers has kind of poked fun at a couple of times right. now. Um, he alluded to it again the other day and he's like, he hasn't made my life hell. He's been heaven. Or he's been not heaven. He said he's, he's been, uh, he had the heaven quote at his intro presser, but he said, he's been like perfectly perfect to work with. He's a great kid. Like all that stuff. They're a getting joy. Really well. I think was the word. Yeah. Joy. He said joy. Um, and then Zach, you know, I, I jokingly asked Zach, have you made his life hell in practice every day? And Zach handled it well. I think he saw how much everybody was making fun of him for that quote. And he's like, you know, I, I look at it as he's kind of like the older brother I've never had. He's like a million years older than me. And, uh, and so it's like I'm, the little brother has to give give the older brother hell all the time. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I thought I've alluded to this 
both in interviews and I think in stories, like you can tell there's, it does kind of feel like there's a little more lightness to Zach. Like there's a little bit of a weight off his shoulders, whether that translates to anything we'll see, but um, you know, there's not the pressure on him that there was at this time last year, all of last season, all of the last two years he alluded to, you know, he's, he's been pretty honest about the fact that he knows he was pretty bad the last two years. And that's why they had to bring in Rogers in the first place. He's like, if they were going to bring in anybody, I'm happy it was him. Um, he said that the Jets were open and honest with him throughout the process, which you know is promising because as we've talked about, like everybody was pretty open, like saying how they needed a new quarterback. So it's good that they were like talking to him behind the scenes. But that um, is encouraging though, because I feel like that's the sort of thing that like the old Jets, yeah, would do, not have right? done, like yeah. the little things like communicating to the mm-hmm. guy that you're dropping down the depth. Yeah, chart. yeah, for sure. And 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 on the flip side, Rogers since he's gotten here, um, has made it clear like one of his most important jobs is coaching up Zach, not only coaching up Zach, coaching up everybody, but Zach specifically, he's like gone out of his way to give these long answers about how important it is for him to be there for Zach. And I think Aaron has both in interviews here and elsewhere, not like here as in New York and elsewhere has talked about how valuable those like three years he sat were in behind Brett Favre, everything you learned and, you know, studying film and contributing in that way. And I, I think he believes he can, he can, take Zach under his wing, maybe better than Brett Favre did for him uh, when he was coming up. And I think that, you know, these are all valuable mental side of the game things. That'll be great for Zach, whether it translates to on-field production. I think we'll see during the preseason in particular, which we've talked about, like it's going to be a fascinating preseason because of him. Um, yeah, it, that relationship, you know, it's going to, it should be fruitful for, for Zach. And, and uh, so far I think he's handling it well. He's by all accounts, he's, you know, at Aaron Rodgers' hip and he's asking him questions constantly and Rodgers is happy to help him. And and this coaching staff, I think, which we can get into now, like, so at one point, unprompted, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, sometimes you need a fresh start. I, I need it. Uh, and and he, out of, he went out of his way to say, you know, Michael Floor maybe needed a fresh start too. And that's why he, uh, you know, he's in the, with the, whatever the exact quote was. And, and there was a follow-up about, what it's like having a coaching staff that has is like experienced as opposed to like an inexperienced one, which is what the previous staff was. And he could have, you know, he could have given a, an answer that just focused on the staff, but it was hard not to take what he said as a shot at the previous staff. There was stuff about the level of trust he has in these coaches, um, all the knowledge they have. Um, and it was just like pretty clear shot at there. You know, I, I wrote that story. I think it was in January now about the relationship with him and the floor. It obviously wasn't good. Um, you know, whether this works or not, who knows? But I think the thing will hack it and Todd Downing in particular, those are the two main force them two and Aaron Rodgers, like that trio is like are the main forces in Zach Wilson's day-to-day life now as coaches. And I think they bring maybe a more like nurturing approach to it as opposed to LaFleur, who like his brother, I think. Uh, bless you, Marissa. I saw you please, on mute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the mute just in time. Yeah. Uh, that was a, yeah, that was a good timing. Uh, yeah. But like the Lafleurs, I think are more like set in their ways, and they have their way, way of going about doing things. And I think uh, Michael Floor is maybe a little harder to approach. Like I, 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 I'd heard stories from guys that if you went up to, if you like went to Mike on your own and talked to him, he was like very like welcoming and stuff like that. But he was not someone who was going to like maybe go out his way to nurture a guy. And I think it was pretty clear he didn't believe in Zach. He was pretty open about that. Whereas I think Nathaniel Hackett has said all the right things and his personality is, you know, everything you hear is he's great teacher, great guy behind the scenes, great energy, very positive. Uh, I think Todd Downing has a similar, maybe not the energy part, but definitely like a pot. He's a very positive minded person, positive thinking person. So I think, you know, 
this is the environment that Zach Wilson probably needed from the beginning, and he needed to sit back and watch somebody from the beginning. But you're just doing it two years or three years later now. It's it's interesting because they, when you think about it in this light, they failed each other, right? Like Zach needed yeah, an experienced sure. coaching staff to help him grow as a quarterback, and Michael Lafleur needed an experienced quarterback to get him going in his first couple of years calling plays as an offensive coordinator. Instead, they were stuck with each other and. This is where we are. <laughs> and I'll, yeah. And by the way, I don't think their relationship is why everything went wrong either. I think Zach was not ready for the NFL. Like, I don't think yeah. that was necessarily LaFleur's fault. I don't know how much more he could have done necessarily. But the mental side of things and Zach losing his confidence and stuff like that, like, I think that you can maybe, you know, if you want to say whose fault is it, it's a combo of Zach's fault and the, and the, and the coaching from that previous staff. And um, they're trying their best to, to put Zach in position to succeed. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting if if they wind up seeing what they want to see from him and then they get to that fifth year option decision and all that stuff that's coming up like that's down the line. But there's a lot of factors here. So I uh, yeah, you know, I, I think everybody's handling this right now. We'll see how it looks in training camp and the preseason. You know, I think a lot of fans have, you know, I, I, I like to tweet things that happen in practice. And I think we talked about this in the last episode. Everybody will overreact to good or bad. Um, but. And, and so fans. I've seen a lot of fans being like, they need to sign Teddy Bridgewater. They need to sign Nick Foles. They need to sign whoever these quarterbacks are that are available. I, I don't think the Jets are going to do that unless it's a disaster in training camp, which it certainly could be. But um, I'm curious to see how Zach looks when the pads go on, when the lights are on um, in the preseason games and things like that. I mean, the best case scenario, like if Aaron Rodgers cannot just be a great quarterback for this franchise for preferably two years, but then somehow he makes Zach Wilson the next guy in those two years. Yeah. Then, I mean, that, I mean, that'd be a pretty good part for his legacy too. You know, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think he's even said with, with Jordan love, uh, I think he's made it a point to say he, even if he wasn't happy that they drafted him, which he was pretty open about a Matt Schneidman's piece, um, which I recommend you guys reading. If you didn't a couple weeks ago, I'm sure everybody, I've seen like, I think everybody did. did but, <laughs> sounds like everyone did. Yeah. So. Literally everyone. People don't even know who <laughs> Jordan love is, but uh, yeah, he, he like made a point how he'd never wanted to be like the same as Brett Favre like treated him when they, when he was coming up. And so I, I think he's taken that to another step with Zach Wilson, who they already had a pre-release relationship with. I think Zach mentioned in January, they like got together and this was before Rogers was even like really a possibility. And they like got together and hung out and talked about not just football and stuff like that. So they already have a relationship. Like you mentioned, Zach views Aaron as like his football hero or one of them. So it's best for everybody if this is a fruitful relationship and then that would be great for Rogers' legacy in addition to if he can get this team to a Super Bowl. So That's the dream. That is the dream. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10 
$10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. All right, you have a story out today. Um, you had one last week too as the things wrapped up, but kind of like a final bow yeah. on OTA. So I wanted to get into that a little bit. And we'll start with more Rodgers um, because one thing that was written about was it late last season or in the off season was the hand signals, right? Um, the athletic had a story. Um, yeah. Kaylee had it, right? Kaylin. Yeah. Kaylin had it. Um, and it was somewhat like Rogers took exception at the time because they're supposedly very complicated and it takes receivers. The point of the story was like rookie receivers. It can take them a long time to kind yeah. of grasp because not only are they picking up on an offense as they join the NFL, but they have to figure out these hand signals. Um, so one huge thing about Rogers being at all the OTAs and he was 10 for 10, which I don't think any of us expected. Yeah. Um, I don't think he expected. They, yeah. They at least started to get this. And I think the quote was like, they're still around 10% of the total hand signals, but just yeah. talk about that. Zach. Explain. I mean, people think of hand signals, right? You look at the receiver and you give like a little something before the play and you go off the actual plan play that's what it is but why are rogers so different than maybe every other quarterback i just think rogers likes to be in complete control of the offense um like in all aspects so when he gets to the line if he sees something he wants to be like all right i need to receive this receiver to move over here and that to happen over there and he thinks in the game in a much different way than it's more of like a peyton manning type of way he thinks about the game where he's processing all these things in the moment and he can see you know, not to the future, but like he's he's able to process things in a way that not many quarterbacks in the history of the league have been able to do. So he's using his brain to use to do those hand signals. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know exactly what the hand signals look like. I don't know if it's like a baseball type thing, like the whole thing you parody when you're looking over a third base coach. He's like, because <laughs> you don't and you know. And that, you know, you're supposed right? to steal when you're watching, when you're watching yeah. a Packers game. You didn't notice like anything crazy or you're not it's looking for little... it, at least. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, and I don't know if it's going to be different here because, you know, the Packers also did a lot of pre-stat motion, which also complicated things. And I don't think they're going to do as much of that with the Jets because that's not uh, something he that's loves. That's more of a LaFleur um, thing. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. A Lef- and the Shanahan offense is a yeah. lot of pre-stat motion. Um, but yeah, so it just like gives him control over the play. And like if he sees something, he wants to change it. And, you know, I'm sure some of the signals maybe even mean nothing. And it's just like to throw the defense off and stuff like that. Um, I don't know, like, you know, Zach Azani, the receiver coach, is the one that said they probably completed like 10% of it so far just because it's early. And Rodgers even was like, you know, I'm tr- we're taking it easy right now. We want to ease them into it. And then he, he said hit the way he goes about it. I don't, I don't know if he did this in Green Bay. Maybe he did. But he said what he's going to do is he's going to quiz guys during walkthroughs. So, you know, he's like, you need to be on your P's and Q's when you're in the locker room. If we talk about something in the locker room and then we go out there, I'm going to quiz you on it kind of thing. And so he's like, I don't know if he if he put all that effort in. I'm, I'm not saying he didn't. I, I don't I genuinely don't know if he did that when he was in Green Bay. Uh, so I, I I think he's going to hold everybody's hand to get them in the right place. Like, it's not like like everybody wants to succeed. He's not trying to make it 
So it's impossible for the receivers to get open. And I think nobody's worried about it getting there. But yeah, it definitely is a factor. It's something different for these young receivers uh, to learn. Garrett Wilson, all these guys that are going to be out there. They do have a bunch of veteran guys. Corey Davis wasn't at a lot of OTAs because he had just had a kid, according to Sala. Denzel Mims wasn't there for a lot of OTAs. Pretty much everybody else was. Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard, I think it helps a lot to have them in the room, obviously. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, then you have Garrett Wilson, who I think is a very smart cerebral guy. McCole um, Harmon was banged up. He was he was at OTAs, just not practicing. So there are a lot of moving parts here. But, um, you know, it's not there's no reason to worry about this or anything. And you kind of work th- through these kinks in the training camp in the preseason. And then if it becomes an issue during the season, then it's something we'll talk about. It'd be wild if it was like third base. I have friends who used to joke. My one of my friends growing up, his dad was like the little league coach and then the senior league coach, and and he was all about like the crazy signals. Yeah, yeah, base. yeah. And the end, they had the indicator, so he could do like he could give you the steal sign, but if you didn't get the indicator before the steal sign, then mm. it didn't count. And so there was like, yeah, that was the thing. The Couldn't those watching his team's sig- play was wild, and they would bunt all the time. They were that fun team, right? They would bunt yeah, and yeah. steal and hit and run, and it was all based on be funny if football when i was just saying aren't, aren't there some signals that are like don't do anything kind of thing right like, yeah the thing yeah. yeah and if you don't get the indicator at some point none of it matters like the indicator is yeah, the symbol that like activates I, I wonder at what point that came into football because that i don't i can't imagine that was always a thing i don't know i mean technology wasn't the same back right. in the day so maybe it was a thing then but um i know chip kelly and, and why, I'm sure others, why rogers does it and others don't you know yeah true yeah or at least to the degree Rodgers does, right, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, well, I'm sure with young quarterbacks, it's hard to process because some quarterbacks do like the thing where they even have the play sheet on their on their arm. Right. I yeah, think his yeah. brain is a little bit different. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember Chip Kelly, uh, and again, I think maybe other teams do this too. They would hold up like posters that would have like, yeah, like, random things on it, and like some of those things would mean something, others won't. Like that was a very elaborate like language. You had That's to learn. a big college thing, right? Yeah, oh, it yeah, is a big posters, college thing. Yeah. yeah. With silly things on the posters. Yeah, exactly. All right. Interesting. I mean, hey, I just watched it this morning. Uh, Netflix has that new documentary coming out, um, Quarterback. Yeah, I saw I was just watching the trailer. Yeah, the trailer looks awesome. So um, no Jets in it. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say, Patrick Mahomes, I'm all in. I wasn't as sure about Kirk Cousins and Mariota as like the other two you feature. See, but I think that might be kind of cool because they're different different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. fair. You know, and Mariota did like ba- Mariota did like bail on his team last year. So I'm curious if that's yeah. Mariota. So um, because Mariota came out as the big draft pick and right. failed, right, and is now hanging on, whereas Cousins wasn't as big a pick. Just been a and just has been a solid a NFL player. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So they're all, yeah. and then Mahomes is all world everything. Yeah. yeah. Looks interesting. I think July yeah, 12th was the date. Yeah. Yeah. Netflix has been doing a lot of I haven't watched the golf one yet, but that's supposed to be great. Oh, the golf one's great. And the tennis. Yeah. Um and the tennis and F one. Yeah. Yeah. And they're combining the golf and the F one. Did you see that? Into some really? live event where they're gonna Ooh. have the guys actually golf. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, I heard they were recording when um the PGA. Oh yes, when lived. the live stuff went yes. down. So that's oh be, wow. Oh man. That's gonna be the okay, I'm gonna have one to watch that. This, that this stuff is, is fascinating. Like, this is like my two dream things. You know, I love reality TV and oh uh, yeah, so and you're <laughs> and you're gonna have plenty of time to watch. Exactly, exactly. I'm gonna be awake. That's amazing. Three time. in the morning. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Be good. <laughs> All right, you mentioned Garrett Wilson. Um, as we get into like. I guess standouts of OTAs, but he's been a standout obviously all along. But the one, I guess, if there was a minor concern, it was like, oh, 
what if Garrett Wilson doesn't click with Aaron Rodgers? That mm. does not seem to be a problem. Yeah, I don't get the vibe. It's gonna, I think the way Garrett plays and the fact that he's only getting better, I, like both Zach Azani and uh, Nathaniel Hackett were like raving about his spatial awareness. Um, and and Zach Azani said there's like two, they like grade two different kinds of, I forget what the other one was. They grade two different kinds of awareness, spatial awareness and something else when guys are coming out of college and, and Garrett's like already elite at both. Like his ability to basically like, he's just always aware of where he is, who's around him what he needs to do to go up and get the ball. So that's why he can go up and catch a ball, even if it's not really near him. So he has, he has like an elite ability to just like be aware of where he is and what he has to do to go and get the ball. And when you add his athleticism, his agility, his acceleration, like he's, if he stays healthy, he, he could be one of the five best receivers in the NFL this year. Like I think he has it's, that kind of talent. So it's crazy that that just wasn't, I mean, he was the first, you know, he went very yeah. high as a first round pick, but like that wasn't the discussion, right? It was actually like, okay, there's nobody in this draft class that's as good as some of the receivers we've had in the past few years. Right? Yeah. Cause it was like, it was like him, Drake London. Uh, and I forget who the other top receiver was. I'm blanking right now. I should, I should have that known, but, uh, it was the previous no. year you had Mim. I mean, Mims went later on. <laughs> you had all the guys, like all the Mims the was the best receiver Smith. in that class for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, there's Chris Olave, Jameson Williams. Yes, Olave. Um, so there was like talented guys, but yeah, nobody was talking about this class. Like there was another Justin Jefferson in it or Jamar Chase. And I think Garrett has that potential. Uh, and yeah, and like we've talked about, like he got a thousand yards and four touchdowns with what they had a quarterback last year. And now he's a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. You can fit the ball in the tight windows. If you're open, he's going to find you. Like the timing, you, you got to work on the timing with these guys. Like then they're going to work on that when like the thing, when they put on the pads and things actually matter and stuff like that. But, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, anytime you ask him about Garrett, he always says something along the lines of sometimes I look around and I'm like, wow, he just did that kind of thing. Like, so Aaron Rodgers is amazed by Garrett Wilson and he's played with a lot of great receivers in his career. So um, their, their pairing is very exciting for people who are in fantasy. I would recommend drafting Garrett Wilson early. Um and uh, yeah, you know, I think this offense could be pretty fun. I, I think they're not, I think outside of New York, maybe I feel like people are kind of don't really look at the Jets as having like a great receiver room, but I, I think they have a lot of like different styles of play at receiver led by Gary. You have the number one receiver, which is the most important thing. Then I have a really good supporting cast of guys. They kept Corey Davis. He's a solid player. He's better off in this role as like a, you know, second, third, fourth guy. Maybe he's overpaid, but he, he's good in that role. I think he can be a solid guy. Uh, Alan Lazard, I think, is a solid NFL receiver. I think McCole Hardman is explosive and fast and a better version of Braxton Berrios. Randall Cobb, for as mad as some people were about that signing, it was it was cheap, but he knows where to be in this offense, and he should be healthy, and I think he, he's like a solid just guy you can rotate in, and he's going to be reliable. Um, and then whether it's Denzel Mims or Jason Brownlee, who I think had a good camp, like they, they have a good variety of like big, small, fast, shifty, you know, versatile receivers, I, I think – if everybody stays healthy, this could be a pretty good group. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. 
And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You mentioned Brownlee, so let's talk about that because he's the, you know, the undrafted free agent. Somebody always makes it through, right? Yeah. Somebody impresses. Um, we should talk about Jerome Knapp too, just because Cap, because yeah, Kutztown University. I covered yeah. Kutztown University for oh, really? nine years. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. very, yeah. Um, yeah, Kutztown's about 20 minutes from Reading. It's right between Allentown mm. and Reading, Pennsylvania, right smack in the middle. You actually drive right it, right by the it, campus. There's a water hill. You know, you know who else is from Reading, Pennsylvania? A lot of people. Danielle Marshall. Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> Um, to make sure but I anyway, yeah, Kutztown yeah. is, uh, they've, they were a powerhouse at one point and then they were awful in the time that I covered them, but obviously <laughs> they had a great receiver last year, but before let's get back to Brownlee though, uh, that random tangent, but Jason Brownlee has impressed. And unlike cap who maybe is a practice squad guy, Brownlee has a chance here. Yeah. Brownlee, you know, I, one thing that Rogers did, which I thought was really cool. And he did this without even being asked, he shouted out like a few different undrafted guys. Shout out Brownlee, Xavier Gibson, who's like the gadgety undrafted guy. Uh, Irv Charles, who was on the practice squad last year. I think that's all he shouted out. But yeah, Brownlee, he, he kept standing out to me. He'd make a play at just about every practice. Um, I think he has pretty good size. He's like 6'2", 6'3". Uh, you know, he made a one-armed catch in the end zone during uh, red zone drills with from Zach Wilson. And they gave him the biggest guarantee of this class, which is around 212 million, uh, not 212 million, 212,000. <laughs> that would be uh, awesome. Yeah, that would be a pretty good guarantee. Uh, 212,000. And when they signed him, he wasn't a guy that like was on my radar as a prospect. Like you study, you try to study a bunch of these guys who your team might get, who fits. He wasn't really a guy I had on my list. So he's, he's impressed me. And I think he could legit put, especially because Mims hasn't been in OTAs and whatnot. Um, and Brownlee's getting kind of a head start on this offense and all that. Like I, I, I'm intrigued by him. Uh, and then you mentioned Jerome cap. He, he's a guy that I knew nothing about and he's number 31. Uh, so I kept thinking he was a running back. <laughs> like I've never seen a receiver with a number 31 before, but, uh, yeah, he, you know, on the last day he had like six catches, uh, he was getting a lot of targets. There was a lot of guys out. So he got some opportunities and he capitalized on them. So I, as I said in the article and I've, and I've, I, I have like a 90 man roster thing at either coming this week or next week where I, you know, break down every single player on the roster. Uh, he, he, to me, feels like the leading contender for um, fan favorite in training camp just because, you know, he's just Gotta a guy from small, small town school kid makes plays. How about this? Does he get an episode of Hard Knocks? If they're on Hard Knocks, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, know I don't know. We, what we, I was shocked we didn't mention it earlier when we were talking about all the oh, yeah. stuff. So. Yeah, solid. Solid made it clear he does not want to does not want to be on it. So good um, for us that it's not his decision. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it it'll be fascinating if they get it, uh, especially because they have their own hard knocks thing already. So I'm sure that's part of it. Oh, that's true. That's one reason yeah. the team like, probably doesn't want it. I feel yeah. like we have to know soon. Yeah, I think they usually would have announced it by now. So I, yeah. I bet there's some behind the scenes like fighting to not be on it kind of thing. Because if you're HBO, like a lot of planning has to go into this, right? Like yeah. you don't just show up on the first day of training camp and be like, all right, guys. You know, well, right. especially the Jet, the Jets start camp earlier, too. So I wonder how yeah. that factors in. And they normally uh, I feel like they normally film draft stuff, too. Like 
I feel like they're normally filming at least, you know, like for background stuff this hmm. time of year. Well, they probably have the footage from like NFL Network for that already, I would yeah. say. I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, there's, as we kind of talked about this, there's a part of me that would be fascinated by it because it'd be great content. Um, but then there's the lazy part of my brain that's like, it's more work for you. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, it would be cool. And you get access to things that like even we as reporters don't see when we're there. The meeting rooms, what they say to people. There's always the cut down day part, which is always, always wild. It's always fascinating to see which guys are going to latch on and be like the star of, mm-hmm. of hard knocks. Um, and yeah, you know, and then you, especially with the jets, you wonder, okay, well, Aaron Rodgers give them so some guy, you don't have to like right. grant the interviews or whatever. Like would Aaron Rodgers give them access with Zach Wilson, sauce Gardner, I imagine. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, would totally. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sauce Gardner would be like at least one sit down, yeah. like long interview. Long Sauce interview. Gardner would be happy to welcome them into his home, I imagine, and oh, watch yeah. him play video games and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Garrett Wilson, maybe take him on a he walks as he always saying it's Garrett Wilson locker, but a lot of times he was all if he was at his locker, he was happy to talk to you. But there's a lot of times he was like on the way out and somebody be like, Hey, can I grab you? Like, I gotta go walk my dog. Like he <laughs> said it enough times that it was like a legit thing, clearly. Um, so it'd be funny to see behind the scenes of him just like running to walk his dog after work kind of thing. And yeah, they got, you know, Mackay Becton would be a fun storyline. Yeah. Um, Carl I Lawson mean, on the, his comeback. The storylines are there. Like, yes. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is the Jets too. So Yes, exactly. So um, so we'll see. We'll see. I'm curious. That, I'm sure fans want it because they want as much access as they can get. So yeah. and it's the there's only four teams eligible. So it's Jets, Saints, Bears, Bears and Bears. Yeah, and commanders, and obviously and the, the the commanders are another one that I would think of your HBO right, like new ownership, um, dumpster fire franchise but, more so than the Jets because it like goes beyond football. It's like just really a that, horrible that, franchise. That's all true, but the, but I think the NFL has also evolved in the selection process. So I wonder if point. they won they don't, they behind the scenes. Well, but this is the rebirth. The this is the rebirth of the true. Franchise. Right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a way to like present them as like, look, they're they're good now. Be nice yeah. to them. Yeah, so yeah. Know. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's one of those two. Wait, so Although maybe a random. So, so maybe they're done. waiting. Maybe they're waiting for the sale to go through because I know they still have to like vote that. So but maybe I, that would be why the Hard Knocks oh, is waiting. I don't That's think true. it's. It, I, I think they're not meeting until August to officially uh, make it. Official. Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. Oh, so, that complicates things then. Mm. Yeah. I saw something like because um, there's a lot they won't be able to talk. Yeah, about. Yeah. So this was released yeah. yesterday. Um, NFL owners were told in a memo Friday to be available July 20th and August 8th as possible meeting dates to vote uh, to approve the commander's sale. Okay, so maybe not. So maybe it won't be Washington then. So. That might eliminate them because that's yeah. just too much red tape to get through if you're. Okay. Yeah, and it'd be it'd be awkward to do the show without acknowledging that too. So. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, so the saints, I don't know if they're that appealing to like a national audience. No, the bears are interesting, but not as much as the jets. So, and the bears are like rebuilding and not very good. So, yeah, I think bears would be like two on the list. If the commanders didn't, didn't the the NFL absolutely wants the jets. Like I, I can say that without having like any sources (laughs) saying, telling me that, but the NFL obviously wants them. I would say, I mean, they've been the team of the off season, right? So yeah. And they were, and they were, and they were a great, uh, they were a great subject for when the Rex Ryan won. That was like one of the better ones. I feel like. Yeah. You saw a lot of like Rex behind the scenes. That was was the last time they were on it. Correct. Yeah. Makes sense as to why they're a candidate to, to do it again. And didn't yeah. the didn't didn't Woody wasn't Woody very available for that one? 
if I remember back. I don't remember. I didn't know who Woody was back then. So (laughs) I was a young, young buck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's another, like, I I guess they don't want it. But like, I feel like Woody is the kind of guy that they're like, yeah, bring in the the, cameras. Well, the funny thing is I, I saw a story from last year. I can't remember who reported it. So I apologize for this, but that the Jets like wanted it last year, maybe because they mm. didn't want it this year. I don't know. Um, and it was down to the Lions or Jets last year, and they went with the Lions. I didn't watch last year's. I heard it was a good, good season because yeah, it was good. Previous year, previous years has kind of bored me, so I kind of stopped watching it. But I heard the Lions are pretty entertaining. Um, yeah, so we'll see. That'll be uh, it'll be interesting, especially if they do it unwillingly. I wonder. I'm curious to see what that looks like. Yes. Maybe that's our next uh, show is when that's announced. If it's the Jets, we mm. can just hop on and talk about. Yeah, then we just like rank all our favorite. Our yeah, rank all our favorite storylines. That'll be yes. coming. Yeah, that'll like be that. fun. Like um, that. The goal, the right. goal would be to, the goal would be to get a clip from Can't Wait on there. We got to say some crazy stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, either positive or negative, just so we, you know, <laughs> you see that on Hard Knocks, they they like play the clips on there and stuff. So yeah, yeah. Well, the Jets are for like sure gonna win this week. They're amazing, or the Jets fucking suck, like stuff like that. <laughs> we'll just like right at the end we'll just say crazy things and like yeah, yeah. just and this is gonna like, be our say HBO. crazy things <laughs> the jets are for sure gonna win the super bowl the jets are for sure not gonna win the super bowl we just have to say like every option so they can <laughs> and we can even you know like the producer in me is like you know you can even give them like a three two one okay here <laughs> <laughs> here's this take <laughs> oh my god yeah i love it <laughs> All right. Anything else? Do we miss anything? I we I had uh, I had Becked in on in Brown on the rundown, but like we got time. Yeah, we'll yeah we've talked that. about that. Yeah, we'll yeah. get to that. So, um, all right. This this came in from. Uh, I just wanted to point this out. Oh, that I hit the wrong one. From uh, from We're happy Boy, that Green. Boy Green is in the chat. This is very true, though. That <laughs> I have to press the buttons now. So, <laughs> just for everybody out there, when the production value of this show especially on youtube plummets over the next you'll know what the real sauce behind uh yeah. how this thing operates you guys yeah. are gonna do a great job i will be listening. we're gonna miss you yes i will miss you guys but like i keep telling everybody i'm not going anywhere i'm probably, yeah i know i'm probably That's why when listening I... to more pods than i do now because i'm gonna be not True. sleeping ever um not like i'm really sleeping now anyway but um <laughs> yeah so that's, I, that's, I, why, I, that's why when i when i that's why when i uh you know so yeah, that, that's why when I tweeted that this was your farewell pod, I said I made sure to put for now in parentheses so people didn't think you were like leaving, leaving. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially after the rough week we had here. So <laughs> plus you can yeah. always pop in if you're bored, you know. Yes, you yeah, no. House, you know? yeah. I definitely definitely would would love that. A little uh mid season. Oh yeah. Weekend. That's definitely yeah. gonna happen at some yes. point. Yeah. And I will send pictures. Um I was telling um Mike Sando and Randy Mueller, I recorded football GM this morning that she has so many cute football outfits already, so she is ready for football season. She's got some cute toys, so she's definitely going to be uh, cute. Uh, she's going to have like her girly outfits, but she's going to have her sporty side, too, so looking forward to it. Love it. And her middle yeah. name will be Chris for, for Strevler, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we still don't have a name. We still don't have a name. Oh, wow. You didn't have... I... so, so first name is on the table still. Yeah, yeah. We, we, did a, um, we did like a bracket style. Oh, really? <laughs> i was like let's put all the names we like in a bracket and that's funny we did a bracket and oh you should have um, put that on social media yeah um could have had people vote in it's each funny. every one, round right one of the names we added we he needed a 16th name and i was like oh what about this <laughs> name you know and he was like oh yeah, yeah yeah we had kind of talked about that let me throw that in and ended up winning his bracket so now wow that, that 16 name seed that one barely made it in yeah 
So, so you only did 16, under- though. You didn't go 64 names. No, we did 16, <laughs> yeah. But um, we're both very indecisive people. Um, so are you going to decide, like, in the moment or, like, what? I think what- in the moment. I, I, my, my guess is it's going to be an M name. Um, mm. But I don't know. Checks like out. Like I said, I don't – my sister just had a baby, and she was calling the baby this one name pretty much the whole second half of her pregnancy, and then she had the baby – and it was a totally different name. <laughs> so that I think that's making me a little nervous to be like, this is the name because we're we're not sure yet. So um, obviously, like, you know, she's going to be amazing no matter what name she has. So um, keep you guys updated on all of that. Um, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, we'll let everybody know as soon as yes. you're, you know, yes. when you give the, us the OK. Yes. I would, yes. I would say that I would say the scariest part about the coming weeks is that Connor Hughes is going to be a dad. So. Uh, I know. <sighs> That's what we, everybody should be worried. Connor's on on. Uh, it takes a village, everyone. Yeah. Ready to help out. No, Connor, Connor will be fine. Michael went he golfing also. yesterday, and I guess there's some app that like alerts your friends that you went golfing, right? Wait, um, what? So it tells I you like. I guess this app, like if you put your scores in, like your friends, it's almost like social media can see what you golfed on that, you know. So Michael and Connor are both on this app. Connor starts texting Michael like, "We gotta go," you know, all this stuff. I'm like, uh. He's having a baby, I think, this week. Like he's he does not need oh to worry about going golfing with you, and you you don't need to worry about going golfing with him, Michael. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll have some play dates for sure. I think Connor's just really good at compartmentalizing. Yes. Or good at ignoring. You yeah. Know, <laughs> hit the or reality he, or of he life. Just doesn't it doesn't pop in his head until it happens, which is yeah. also possible. Well, he like he not to not to give a, too much away from private conversations, but he he's he said. Stuff like he told his uh, I mean he's he's talked about Bree on here. So he he told Bree oh, yeah. that he uh, that he was gonna go to Giants mini camp this week, and she like smacked him. He said because her well, due date was good. yesterday. That's so. good. Good job, Bree. Bree. I, I mean, I feel like our listeners should know Bree is like an absolute champ. Um, yeah. And I mean, yeah. I don't know what Connor. Would she's been dealing with a child for as long as they've been alive. Exactly. I mean, as long as they've been together, I mean, yeah. Exactly. Being a mom for her is going to be like so natural. So. Um. Oh, by the way, someone just shouted. Dan just shouted it out. It was funny when Rogers. Uh, yeah, I threw it up on Rod- the screen. So yeah. Rogers yeah. jabbed him in in the beginning, and then Connor just like spaced out because he didn't. He was like blown away that Rogers remembered that. And then so Connor asked a question almost word for word that was already asked, and then yeah. we all just started like laughing at him and never really give him. Give him a give dad him a break, brain, but yeah. dad brain. <laughs> exactly. It's real. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it. We we've extended this as long as we can, but Marissa, yeah, yeah. Uh, best of luck. Obviously. Yeah. We're going to miss you. Um, we'll stay in touch and yes. uh, yeah. And we'll have you on at some yes, point during the sure. season. Once you have everything in order. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully maybe we could do as soon as uh, the, the, you know, early of season training camp stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. But we won't make you press the buttons. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bring her on with me. As long as she yeah, yes. Me. Well, definitely. <laughs> um, as far as this show goes, we'll be back with you for breaking news. Obviously, Zach, we'll try to get one in before training camp as well. Um, for but if sure. Something yeah. big happens, as always, we will be here and then back at it um, with training camp, obviously. Um, and, and off we go. Um, thank you so much to everybody for listening and watching and everything. Um, like I said at the beginning, um, like us, give us a thumbs up, give us a five-star review, only five-star reviews, no four-star reviews, no three-star <laughs> reviews. And if you want to join The Athletic, you can do it right now uh, for $1.99 a month, I think is the best deal. Go to theathletic.com slash can't wait for that one. And we'll talk to everybody.